A podcast we'd like you to check out is Cinema Shack. Join Mike and Alex where they discuss important, hard-hitting film topics such as notable background characters in Star Wars, recastings in superhero movies, or the best and worst of movie cliches. You can find Cinema Shack on SoundCloud and YouTube. Just search for Cinema Shack. It's clobbering time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, me and Steve strap ourselves into an experimental rocket ship with an imitation crystal to go up and see... A thing that's science-based that's going to fly past the Earth at the light speed, I think? But yes. that thing is a classic movie. And when we take out all of our stuff and we observe it and we say, Oh, this classic movie, it's really well-known. We should take a look at it with all of our scientific instruments. And if we see that that movie holds up to its reputation, we're like, Oh, that's cool. But if we see that it doesn't live up to its reputation, then um, it turns us into... Monsters or something? <laughs> this is so hard! You know, when you describe it like that, it sounds silly. Yeah, I know. Okay, I gotta finish it out, though. Yeah, I promised that I would I'd follow through. Or if we go up and we see this this energy thing, and, and it's got a bad reputation. Like, it's a movie with a really bad reputation. Like, everyone hates it. We take a look at it, and sometimes it's like, hey, that's pretty good. That's not that bad. Let's study it and write up a really nice paper and win a Nobel Prize. Or sometimes it's just really super bad and we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, And we have a fantastic car. Yeah, and we have a fantastic car from out of nowhere. Anyway, (laughs) what we actually do is we take a classic film and we give it a fresh review. And we see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And by classic, we kind of stretched the meaning a little bit this time around. (laughs) Because while uh, this technically isn't a classic nor was it really a one of those notoriously bad films, although it does have a reputation for being notoriously bad. It's the first film that we've ever reviewed that was never released to anybody. In fact, <laughs> a producer from Marvel actively sought out the film to destroy every print of it ever made. <laughs> the movie we're reviewing this week... In honor of the biggest Marvel movie to come out since forever is 1994's Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just to show how far we've come in so little it, time. Yeah, now, a lot of you are going, what the hell, guys? There are so many classic movies. Why are you doing this one? And I will defend myself for my choice of this movie in several ways. Number one, it's notorious for being awful. So awful that it was never released. So awful that uh, R.A. Uh, Avi Arad said, I, I purchased it for $2 million with the intent of destroying all the prints because he felt it damaged the Fantastic Four. But the one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this is because it represents something that's going on in the industry right now, and that is ownership. 
who owns the rights to a particular thing. Mm. If you guys have been paying attention to movies lately, it's all about, well, 20th Century, you know, who, who owned, uh, Sony owns Spider-Man, and 20th Century Fox owns X-Men, and all, all this other stuff, and the, the last Fantastic Four movie, that train wreck from Josh Trank or maybe it was the studio that ruined it or we'll never know uh, we'll never get a straight answer because everyone's saying something different last year's Fantastic Four that was made not necessarily because they wanted to make a movie but because they wanted to keep the rights to the characters and this movie does have another reputation and that is it was made just to keep the rights (laughs) and if you want to know something it worked. I hate I don't I don't think anyone actually mentions the other thing is that the person who owns the rights who produced this 1994 never supposed to be released movie Ole Sasson is also the executive producer for the Fantastic 4 that was released in 2005. Yep. And I don't know if he still owns the rights for the movie that came out last year. But he did something back in 1993 to keep the rights to the Fantastic Four. And that was basically, hey, I'm going to make a movie real cheap and fast <laughs> so that I can keep the rights. Because um, when I sat down and bought the rights to the Fantastic Four from Stan Lee for $250,000, I never, and this is a direct quote, he said, I never said I was going to make a big movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically a movie. So... Yep, and also this is this will be great for you guys if you haven't seen this version. You can go onto YouTube and watch the whole damn thing. That like four different versions. There's four yeah. different copies of it on YouTube. That's right. You can be pirates just like us. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, Steve, are you mm-hmm. ready to do the who made it and what's it's and all that other stuff? Yeah, because this is this really is a who's who. <laughs> yeah, boy, all the big names in yep. this one. All right, ready. Let's do it. It was directed... I'm sorry, I got the wrong name in there. Ole Sanson was the guy who directed the Fantastic Four movie. He did, like, music videos and stuff. I can't remember the name of the guy. Uh, Bernd Eichinger. Eichinger is the, was the producer who, who had the rights. And who produced the 2004. Oh, yes, that legendary producer. Well, well I mean, he, he's the... Uh, it was called New Constantine Films back when uh, he was trying to get it made in the... Uh, 80s and and I think this version is New Constantine films, mm-hmm. which yeah. then became Constantine film. <laughs> um, it wasn't new anymore after a yeah. while. It was produced by Stephen Rabner, executive produced by Roger Corman. So technically, this is our first Roger Corman film. <laughs> kind of hoping that we would be able to do something more Roger Cormany, but oh well. <sighs> Wait a minute, what Roger Corbin movie could we do? Uh, I don't know, what could we do? Little Shop? Well, yeah, that'd be a good one. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's based on, surprise, The Fantastic Four by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And it stars, oh, oh boy, the <laughs> stars back. in this movie. There are no stars in the heavens because they're all in this movie. Ready? <laughs> Alex Hyde-White, Jay Underwood, Rebecca Stab. That's how her name is spelled. S-T-A-A-B. Would, that would be stab, right? That's how I pronounce it. Okay. That's how Michael, I insist on pronouncing it. <laughs> Michael Bailey-Smith, Kat Green, and Joseph Culp. Music by David Worst and Eric Worst. They made the worst music. <laughs> it's so perfect, right? 
Music by, oh, yeah, I did that one already. Cinema, I'm just so excited to get to the recap. I know. Cinematography, Mark Perry. Edited by Glenn Garland. Production company, Constantine Film Productions. Distributed. (laughs) 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 This movie was never (laughs) distributed. But it has a distribution company by New Horizons. Running time, 90 minutes. Best thing about the movie. Ah, yeah. Perfect running time. (laughs) The total budget? One million dollars. Total box office? Nothing. (laughs) It was never released. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I think we kind of did the backstory on it. There's some people going back and forth saying, oh, no, we made it to be released. And other people saying, no, we never made this to be released. Here's something they didn't do. They never told the actors that it was never going to be released. (laughs) <laughs> oh, by the way, you know this is never going to see the light of day, right? Yeah, exactly. So almost no money went in. You know, it's $1 million. It's enough to pay the actors, the director, um, whoever whoever else worked on it. Um, <laughs> Send an intern to Halloween City to get the costumes. <laughs> hey, the woman that worked on those costumes actually went to a comic book store and bought comic books and told him, I'm working on the Fantastic Four movie, and the comic book people freaked out. And they're like, are you going to make it authentic to the comic book? And she was like, yeah, that's why I'm here. And uh, I don't know how to tell you this. Yeah, it's accurate to the comic book. <laughs> oh, very much. Very much. So are you ready, Steve? Oh, yeah. To go back in time to 1994, to sit in a movie theater waiting mm. for Fantastic Four <laughs> to arrive and never ever seeing it until you watch it by accident on YouTube? <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> Ready for the big science adventures oh, of yeah. the Fantastic Four. Go for it, Steve. Okay. Hey, we have these awesome credits, first of all. Oh, uh, my God. That is nothing but stock footage from NASA, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> great <laughs> great Color cost correct, cutting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the, the, the credits uh, in front of nothing but old NASA film. Yeah, um, stock footage. That works great. That's a it's a great way it's a great way to welcome the audience to your movie you know mm-hmm. but you know what it, it kind of sets the tone for the film yeah in a weird way because it, it does have a bunch of space stuff in it and it's a you know these are science adventure tears so I mean they can they can use that I just I, I, okay I want to get this out of the way I couldn't help but wonder how different this movie would have been if they had just said okay ninety million dollars let's move it yeah let's make the movie. And would it still have the, it would I don't think it would have the stock footage opening or anything like that, but no, since it's... they're not making this for eyes to look at it, they can do whatever <laughs> the fuck they want yeah. it could have been a car it could have been a cartoon squirrel whacking his nuts with a hammer <laughs> for an hour, and then the fantastic fourth stepped in it went hi, and then that was it if they just needed a movie. Yeah, and then the rights roll over, and the producer is like, mission accomplished. Eckhenner said, he never said it couldn't be a squirrel whacking his nuts for for 90 minutes. <laughs> so in this case, they said, you know, no one's ever going to see this, so let's, yeah. let's, let's do the credits, nothing but stock footage, and let's make the musical score sound like it was ripped off of the Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah, but the thing is, is that this is, they actually, the two dudes... 
uh, David and Eric Wurst spent their own money to hire a orchestra, a forty-eight piece orchestra for this movie. They spend they they put down their own their own cash to do it. Boy, now isn't that the American dream? Oh, well, I think someone should have told them we're never releasing this movie. <laughs> just, just do it on a keyboard. But no we wrote ever all this cartoony it. music for the villains. No. Uh. Just do it on a synthesizer, guys. Trust me. Yeah. So after all this stock footage is smashed after into your we, face. After we relive the Apollo moon landings. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, well, you know what? You, you can't say the screenplay doesn't jump right into it. Because it jumps right into Reed Richards' oh, no. uh, college physics course or whatever it is. Where he's, in, he's a student and his yeah, professor. Yeah, where the commandant from the Police Academy movies yes. is really excited about of, science. He's almost angry he's so excited. He's, well, he, he vacillates wildly between angry, supportive, excited. He's, yeah. He's beating that chalkboard to death with his <laughs> chalk. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's one of those, uh, like, five-minute college classes that always happen in movies yeah. where he, mm-hmm. he, he talks about one thing very generally for five minutes, and then he's like, really class generally. dismissed. But he's there to set up the thing that's going to happen. Right. There's this big thing that's like an asteroid or a comet a or thing. something. It's not really defined no, what it is. No, but it's it's called Colossus. And it moves faster than the speed it of moves, light. It, that's what he says, kind of, right? It's, but it's going to slow down because of stuff. Yeah, it gets because it, it likes Earth and it wants it doesn't want to just you know <laughs> blow right by. So it wants to yeah, slow it wants down to as visit it a little Earth. bit yeah. because it's not going to be back for another twenty million years yeah, or something. You know, Colossus and Earth are old friends, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, yeah, so there's this big thing, Colossus, that is coming, that is going to make a flyby of Earth very soon. And yeah. Reed Richards is in the, the class. And I think Ben Ben Grimm is there, too. Ben He's Grimm like is next, next to him. Being Ben, uh, here's a surprise, being Ben Grimm. Yeah. <laughs> Who apparently is also <laughs> at the Reed Richards level of taking physics in college. Well, here's the thing that, that no one really I needed it for a science other... credit. And the other Fantastic Fours is that Ben Grimm is in college so that he can become an Air Force pilot. Right. And what some people don't know is that to become an Air Force pilot or a military pilot in general, you have to have a college degree in certain things in order to become one. So it's not... He's never portrayed as dumb. Right. Okay. Um, But yeah, Ben Grimm's there. He's not taking notes. No. Well, you know, he probably doesn't need to. But someone sitting behind him is. They're yeah. Su- they're swapping notes back and forth. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Reed's oh, buddy, Victor. Yeah, Victor hands him a note, says, uh, do you like science? Check yes or no. And, <laughs> and Reed draws a little square and says, maybe, and checks that. Because <laughs> that's just no, how Reed is. Reed loves science just as much as his friend Victor does. And they have apparently been planning for this Colossus visitation. They've they've yeah. created this, this little machine... Somewhere little is supposed to it's <laughs> it's in like one it's in like an auxiliary room on the campus and on the college. Well, let's cover one thing real quick. Reed and Victor are friends. They're science friends. They're no, they're they're friendly. They're friends. They they they're friends. They're friends. I would say and, they're, maybe they're even best friends. Yeah, they're walking through the quad, and then we pause briefly on a couple of dudes playing chess, both wearing the same outfit, as near as I could tell, tan sweaters. Yeah, and and they kind of stare at Reed and Victor for a second, and that's it. <laughs> they don't like having their chess game interrupted by people walking through. I mean, what's no? 
<laughs> so do we is this do we go immediately to the science? No, we no, go to the the, the we, boarding house, right? Yeah. Yeah. To uh the storm boarding house where Reed and uh Ben live. Right, along with the other two future Fantastic Four members who are just little kids at this point because this is the past, you see. And it's creepy. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. It gets creepy in a second. <laughs> it's uh so it's it's uh the dynamic brother and sister duo of of Sue and Johnny Storm. They're living yeah. in the boarding house with their mom and yeah. Reed is a boarder along with Ben and Reed comes running in cuz he's so excited cuz tonight is the Colossus visitation and it's going to be it's like Science Friday. Yeah. Only it's going to last all night long. And everybody's excited. Yeah, cuz I guess for 12-year-old Sue Storm, who is really in love with Reed. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. <laughs> and he, does he give her a kiss on the cheek I think he, he takes her? I think he kind of does, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then she discovers her womanhood mm. in that kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that poor girl. I just, you know. Uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and Reed's like, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go because Victor's gonna die or something. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have to make take the first step in our superhero origin. Yeah. I, so I, apparently, the entire town is out to watch this thing, the colossal thing, fly by. Do what it's something. gonna do. Yeah. It looks like a big electrical storm it's, in the sky. Yeah. It's just kind I, of like a strobe light. <laughs> and they're all like, "Wow, neat! I wouldn't see that during any normal summer storm." <laughs> But uh, Victor and Reed, they're still arguing about, hey, I gave you these calculations, and Victor's like, I put the calculations in, and Reed's like, I don't think we should do what we're going to do, and he's like, shut up, We're science. doing the science thing. So they do it, and their machine goes up and sends a beam into the colossal, and then it comes down, and then everything overloads, right? Yeah, and Ben notices that there's something wrong. Yeah, he's like, uh-oh, spaghetti So he goes charging to the rescue, sometimes yeah. in slow motion. Sometimes. But, but he gets there. and yeah, well, the, But it's too late. Yeah, because the lightning is... Well, Reed was smart enough to back away and say, yeah, oh, no, no, no. he said, Victor, get down! <laughs> and Victor said, I will not fail! Mm-hmm. I've got this thing I gotta do, or there is no movie. <laughs> so he's being, you know, struck by lightning from this Colossus thing, and Ben runs in and tackles him to knock him out of the way, but it doesn't yeah. look like poor Victor is going to survive. Well, no, we know because then we cut to the hospital, mm-hmm. and a doctor slides in from camera right. A <laughs> uh, not sinister looking at all doctor. <laughs> Hello, I'm totally a doctor, and he is really far to be dead. <laughs> Sorry. Reed, Reed's like, what? And he's like, yeah. He, oh, look, we're rolling his body past you like we do in hospital. Ignore orderly who barely tied his mask to face. <laughs> Anyways, he's dead. Where are you taking him? To the morgue, stupid, because that's where the dead people go. I, oh, right. Of course. <laughs> they get into an elevator, and they're like, well, goodbye, not suspicious. <laughs> Door closes. Reed's upset. Ben's like, it's okay. And they hug. Yeah. That was nice. It's a tender moment. But then we cut immediately to a POV shot (laughs) of Victor and the two dudes. They were the two dudes from the quad who were playing chess. They're not doctors at all. No, they say something like, we have to make sure that the the king, the Hara Highness, their leader, that fearless leader. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
They have to make. They have to revive him. I think is one of them. He must survive. He must be revived. Yeah. Yeah. So then, what happens? I, then don't we jump ahead ten years? Ten years. We we, yeah. we leap ahead ten years. Yeah, and uh, Reed's like a big shot scientist at the Baxter Building yes, in New and, York, and he's got a completely natural looking graying of the temples yeah, going no, on. No, he doesn't. He's he's like, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to spray white in my hair. That's that's the new trend with the young folks, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's technically satisfying the requirements of the character. Everybody knows Reed Richards has white temples. So that's what they yeah. did. They took a paintbrush and they dipped it into some white and they just swiped yeah. it across the side of the actor's head. And there you go. Now you're Reed Richards, buddy. Congratulations. I don't even know if it was white. I think it was flour. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's there and he's trying to convince Ben. Hey, Ben, look what I made. This model in on a, this video screen. It, it's supposed to be a spaceship. We never see it launch or crash later on. Crash. No, I mean <laughs> not nothing. Uh, I, I always said that if I, I got this experiment running, you're going to be the person to fly it. And Ben's like, yeah, I, tr- I trust you. And Reed's like, awesome. <laughs> Who else are we going to get? How about some astronauts? No. no. <laughs> How about those two kids we used to live with at the boarding house? I, I, they know more about this than anybody else for some reason. Because they overheard you talking about it a little ten years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. How is it that this... This cosmic phenomenon is coming back ten years later. Um, what? Also, how did we detect something that's moving faster than the speed of light, Reed? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to do this? Do you want to have a movie or not? All right, fine. Fly Jeez. the goddamn ship, Ben. Um. Oh, but we we missed out on something. Oh, did we? Did we miss out on Ben meeting his girlfriend? Yeah, instant girlfriend. Yeah, his... yeah. They they walk. Oh wait, no, we're jumping all over the oh, place. Yeah. First, well... they go back to the boarding house. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Ben says uh, in his, we find out that Johnny Storm has grown up and has started bleaching his hair. He's doing like a whole Zach Morris from yeah, Saved by kinda. the Bell thing, you know. And then uh, Sue comes down to say hi to Reed, and they're like completely, totally picturing each other naked when yeah. they see each other. And um, they all get together, and they're like, "We're we're all doing science." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Reed's like, "You remember that science thing I did like ten years ago?" And well, I I'm doing it again, but this time with a spaceship. Do you want to help? Yeah, sure. We'll remember help. the last time when my friend died. <laughs> <laughs> so who's in? Huh? Come on. That thing that I cry about every day. The thing that I have cried about every day for the last ten years. I'm doing that again, but this time I'm doing it in space. It'll be a thousand times as dangerous, and I want you, my inexperienced friends. This time I want to kill my remaining three friends. I mean, I want them to help. Like this, Reed, this is a weird way to work through survivor's guilt, buddy. I don't know if you should do this. And then before they leave, uh, Sue's mom goes, what? what, Look at you. The Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. Four, yes. And they say, that's not going to come up again. No, they just smile and they go, thank you for putting that in there so yeah. none of us have to say it. They're like, oh, we get it. Um, But uh, now we've got a diamond thing going on. Oh, right. There's the, the yeah, there's the, uh, the Oliver we, Twist subplot. 
with we wait. Do we cut to Latveria first, or do we get the? I think we get the 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 jeweler stuff first. Okay, so uh, we see this Brinks truck park in front of the Baxter Building, and then almost as if it's from a completely different movie, a guy wearing a lot of latex makeup for some reason to make him look old. I guess. Or like a witch from a children's <laughs> show? Or like a, a, a troll or something? One of the goblin bankers from Harry Potter? I don't know. <laughs> this old man easily lifts up a very heavy manhole cover, and he's like, Ah, yeah, I'm gonna... There it is. Right. Yeah. He wa- Yeah. They're they're the. There's uh, a diamond. They're delivering this this giant lumpy hunk of plastic, which we are told yeah. is a diamond. He's a diamond, and they're handing it off to Reed, and Reed gets it there in the lobby, and they get it, and they're like, "Yay!" And Ben doesn't look where he's going, and he knocks over a blind woman. <laughs> yep. Just runs her right the hell over. And she drops a statue that she was working on. Yeah. And um, Ben. Almost immediately falls in love with her. Yeah, he he and picks her up in his giant arms, and despite uh, the fact that she's upset, <laughs> and they exchange maybe three sentences together, she uh, she feels up his face. Yeah, she feels up his face, and she's like, "Oh, okay." And then they just leave her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, broke she, your thing. She's in the movie. Oh, and don't forget then as as they as they climb the staircase, Reed and Ben shout at each other the whole way yeah, up. Quite... The whole way up. You got a boner for her. No, I don't. I can feel it through your pants leg. Stop it, she can hear us. Why are we screaming at each other? <laughs> but while that whole exchange is going on, the old wrinkly warlock guy <laughs> who go who's called the jeweler. Yes. We'll put it that way. And he's got like this ornate jeweler eyepiece thing on his face. He and his henchmen are looking through a secret door in the Bas- Baxter building, I think. I guess, yeah. And and he's like, "Oh, I've got a boner for that girl." All of a sudden, I'm not making that up. All of a sudden, he's in love with the the, the blind Alicia girl. Math. Yeah, yeah. Elite, let's stop calling her the blind girl. Why, Alicia Masters? <laughs> That's all she is to the screenwriters. I know, Alicia Masters. Yes, the artist. And he's like, "Oh, um, I'm you. I'm gonna get the diamond. You follow her around." And even the henchman's like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Just do as you're told." <laughs> So in the lab, <clears throat> Reed explains, uh, the diamond does science stuff that'll make it better than last time. So nobody will die. That's right. Mm-hmm. No one will die if, if we do we do this. But outside the Baxter building, those two guys from 10 years ago, the two guys that got uh, uh, Victor, their report, they're like, we have to get diamond. <laughs> yep. Otherwise, um, the his highness will bad. That'd be bad. And he's like, yeah. And then they see the. How does this happen? They see the jeweler. No, yeah, that's later. They, they, that's, they, no, that's later. That's later. Yeah. Okay. But they, a big, yeah. Because remember, they take it up there, and then he puts it on a thing, and then Reed turns on the stupidest laser light show ever. To protect it for from security, stolen. yeah, for security, mm-hmm. and this old man <laughs> sneaks in, hopscotches his way <laughs> through the laser security, yes. 
and switches the diamond with a fake. An identical fake that he just I, so happened to have. Yeah, that he, some, for whatever reason, he, and look, somehow... He went to the prop department. Yeah. He said, I need somehow, to know the guy who we later find out is Dr. Doom is watching this happen through the video feed. Not Reed Richards, whose security system that is. <laughs> <laughs> Doom is seeing it. And the guys are like, hey, Doom, someone's in there and they're taking the thing that we want to take. And Doom's like, let him do it. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> I'm not ready to get into this story quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what happens. And so we immediately cut to them in space. Yep. Yeah, oh, there's a brief, again, there's a, a very, very brief stock footage shot of the 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 engine of a much larger rocket than the one we have been shown in that little <laughs> that little toy model. It's like, oh, it's a Saturn V rocket all of a sudden. Yeah. And yeah, they fly up into space, I guess, to shake hands with Colossus or whatever. Yeah, to gain the thing, because it's supposed to be this great power source or whatever. And they turn on all the stuff, and they start bringing in the energy... And the fake diamond goes, ha ha, I'm fake. And, <laughs> and Reed's like, oh no, it's a fake. I don't know why I didn't double check it before I put it into our spaceship, but I didn't. And now we're fucked. Uh -oh. We're all fucked, everybody. And then they get treated to a freak out light show. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're all getting bombarded by a uh, thing, by, by, Colossus energy, I guess. Sure, why not? And then their ship explodes. And they do in not. Space. And they do not all die. But it does <laughs> cut almost immediately to one of my favorite scenes in the world, which is they cut immediately to Doom. Who's <laughs> like Reed Richards is dead, and then he just starts laughing and laughing like every supervillain should on this gigantic throne, yep. surrounded by ho who I mean electric balls and flaming things and and pyramids. Oh yeah, he's evil. See, <laughs> he really wanted Reed Richards to die. Yep, and then he his he went to his interior designer and said, "I want the whole supervillain thing." You understand? Yeah. I want everything. I want, I want it to be as ornate as I use my hands when I speak. <laughs> yes. You'll get that in a second. Yep. Um, uh, and then we hard cut to a green field with um, some bits of garbage thrown on it. <laughs> <laughs> where supposedly their spaceship crashed. Mm -hmm. Now, I saw that spaceship <laughs> blow up. There was no part of that spaceship that did not blow up. All the pieces fell back down from space Including and landed them, in the same apparently. spot. <laughs> you know how that's how it works. Things blow up in space and all the pieces just fall straight down. <laughs> but they said they landed. They came in and it was like, woo, because Johnny's alive and he's happy to be alive. Yeah. Ben is alive. He's happy to be alive. Reed is alive. Where's Sue? <gasps> well, it sounds like she's talking, but I can't yeah, see her. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah, I don't know where she is. Uh -oh. And then... Uh, awful special effect happens where we can see half of her. Yeah. And then they go, Sue, look at your legs. And she looks at her legs. She freaks out, falls so badly that she falls backwards and is about to get impaled by a sharp piece of spaceship when what happens? <gasps> Reed reaches out his arm and it's super stretchy and it, yeah. and it catches Sue from falling over. 
Yeah, because apparently Reed has a superpower where not only is he stretchy, but so are all the clothes that he ever wears. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then at some point, doesn't Johnny sneeze and something catches on fire? Yeah, he so. sneezes and he and he sets a bush on fire and then God talks to him. Yeah. Now he sneezes <laughs> and he's like, everything's on fire. And the world is now reporting that they're they're dead. Yeah, because right? they forgot to tell anybody they were doing this. <laughs> it was just the four of them. Nope. Reed has sent up a, a signal flare saying, hey, we're here. And it's taken them a really long time for anyone to find because night falls. Yeah. And Reed's like, everything will be fine. We're all, we're fine. We're fine. Right, Ben? Ben's like, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, they're going to rescue us any second. So don't even take yeah. off your spacesuits. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then some Jeeps show up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hi, we're totally, we are totally with military. We yeah. are here to take you back to Jet, which will totally take you back to our master. <laughs> Doom. I, I mean... <laughs> To American facility for eating of the hot dogs and apple pie. <laughs> no resistance, please. <laughs> oh my god, there's an orange thing behind you we should shoot. <laughs> and it turns out that while he was asleep, uh, Ben has had a little bit of a change yeah, going. He 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 uh his he was a late bloomer as far as his superpowers, but <laughs> Because he's turned into the ever loving thing. Yep. And he's a little upset about this. <laughs> and he's kind of like, angry at Reed. Well, who wouldn't be? I mean, you know. He's like, look at me. It looks like I'm wearing a giant rubber suit with a kind of animatronic mouth. <laughs> so he's turned into a lumpy rock monster. And Reed's like, we, we'll get through this. We'll figure something out. Let's go. Let's go with the military people. And they're like, oh, good. Because, oh, remember, one of the scientists had to go up to Doom and say, turns out they're alive, Mr. Doom. That's Dr. Doom. Dr. Mr. Doom. (laughs) (laughs) Where where did you get your doctorate, exactly? Are you a doctor of what? Shut shut up. (laughs) Physics or something. (laughs) I'm a DVM. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so Doom knows that they're alive and he's a little bit disappointed but I guess he's decided I'm going to get him I'm going to get him and so they uh, now we cut to uh, hospital room-ish kind of thing yeah in which a doctor tries to get a blood sample from all of them <laughs> and it's hilarious hilarity it actually, ensues I, I hate to say this it is kind of funny yeah. after the second one <laughs> he's like you don't you don't turn into flames or <laughs> made out of rock or anything, are you? <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 so it's to give the the movie an opportunity to once again inexpensively allow them to demonstrate their superpowers. <laughs> exactly. And uh, then the doctor reports back to Doom, and he's like, "Hey, these guys have powers." And Doom's like, "What would happen if you put all of that stuff in me?" And the doctor's like, you'd be super awesome? And he's like, that's fucking right, I'd be super <laughs> awesome. That's what we're going to do. Meanwhile, in their holding cell, they're kind of like, how come they're not letting us out? Hey, how, how, how come they can't let us have some scientific equipment so I can try to fix us? Or something. And they're like, yeah, let's break out, right? <laughs> that was literally the conversation. Yeah, pretty much. 
And it's the old let's uh, let's jump the nurses and steal their uniforms trick, yeah. you know? Yeah, except in this case, it's, hey, let's have um, Ben murder punch them. <laughs> <laughs> and then leave them behind while we're gone. Yeah. So three people in decontamination suits, it's conveniently three people in decontamination <laughs> suits show up. And uh, this is maybe the funniest thing I've seen since Batman, where we get a, a static still spinning shot transition. Yeah. And we hear punching. And then the the guys, the other three guys, are now dressed up like the decontamination people. And Ben is there with them. And he's like, what am I supposed to do now? And they're like, I don't know, try to make a joke and fail? Okay. <laughs> So the dude, uh, the three dudes, <laughs> Sue, Reed, and and Johnny, they run through the facility and they find some computers, right? Yeah, and Reed does and some none computer of them stuff. To, none of them seem surprised that they're not in the United States. No, that doesn't register at all, really. <laughs> One of them says, what language is that? And Reed's like, I don't know. Um, it seems really familiar. I'm going to write it down, though. I only worked with someone who probably spoke and wrote this language for several years on a project that I thought got him killed, but I'm not going to register that fact for a really long time because my intelligence really dips high and low. I think it has to do with my blood sugar levels. Yes. Reed, we got to get out of here. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, sometimes I'm really smart, and other times I'm just as dumb as a bag of hair, you guys. Was it the time that you took us up in a spaceship and got us all blown up and gave us freak powers? The time when your blood sugar was low? Probably. I don't know. See, I thought that was a smart day, though. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes I don't know until after it's over. Right. And so then they go, uh, wait. No, they're running. They're still running around, right? Yeah. Don't they, 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 uh. They they find a machine. They're trying to escape or something, and they, yeah, they find like the big ray gun or whatever that Doom is yeah. building his death ray because you got to have yeah, one of those. Reed Reed gets a boner because he's like, "This is brilliant. Look at it. Oh my god!" <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, the th uh, the thing Ben yeah. Grimm decides he's going to bust out by just smashing through the door. Yeah, he must have just got <laughs> bored waiting for them. Yeah. And while they're um, looking at the machine, Doom shows up and he's like, "Hey guys, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm my name's Doom. Um, give me your powers. <laughs> <laughs> You're not leaving." And the thing shows up and he's like, "He literally says, would, would have been a great line in a, in if this had been acted well. We have this huge exposition between Doom and we have to describe Doom. He is exactly like he is in the comic yeah. books. Dude, green tunic, hood." Metal armor. Yep. <laughs> and the thing walks in, and he's like, hey, did I miss anything? <laughs> and Doom's like, hey, guys, listen, you can either um, let me just take your powers, you know, that would be cool, or I could kill you and take your powers. It doesn't really make much of a difference to me. And they're like, we want to go home. And he's like, okay, fuck you. And he <laughs> snaps his fingers, and then the the <laughs> Victor Von Doom rockets yeah. run, run out because they're all dressed exactly like him, except they don't got armor. Yeah, and he they got machine. He does the classic supervillain thing of the 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 cape. <laughs> what? what, no, oh, what? So he does the classic supervillain thing of of leaving his henchmen to take care of it. 
Yeah, and while he leaves. While leaving. And he even says, I'm not even going to waste time standing around watching. I'm sure my yeah. henchman will take care of this. And he just walks mm-hmm. out. And then to no one's surprise, they beat the shit out of these people. <laughs> yes, even though all of the henchmen are gun-toting. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Reed uses his remarkable powers to trip a bunch of guys. Uh, Johnny tries to burn through the wall with his flame powers. And, and, that doesn't... <laughs> and he all, doesn't he also throw his flames at people and miss every single time? Well, yeah, because we can't afford to have a stunt guy on fire. <laughs> or even the set on fire. Yeah, that's true. At all. And then Sue uses her powers by turning invisible while the henchmen shoot each other. Shoot each other! Very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then uh, uh, the uh, Ben is like, you're not burning through stone, Johnny. And he just breaks through the wall. And then they escape. And Doom, <laughs> this is well also one of my favorite parts. Doom comes back to a room full of dead guys. <laughs> and he's like, fuck. Oh, man. Actually, he has an even better line. And I can't remember what his reaction is. Actually, really good for this movie. And I can't remember what it is for the life of me. I just remember going, oh, I expected him to scream or go no, but he's just like, eh. (laughs) (laughs) I think his line was probably something like, because you can't understand a fucking thing he says when he's got that helmet on. (laughs) So somehow the Fantastic Four get from Latveria, which is in Eastern Europe, (laughs) home. They hitchhike. Doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Tramp steamer. But they're back in the science lab, and Ben's like, okay, listen up, assholes. Everybody here gets to look normal, except for me. My life is over, and I'm a freak. Bye. Fuck off. <laughs> Get your hand off me, Reed. I'll rip it off. I don't, I'll see how far you can fucking stretch, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. I'll tie knots in your rubber-ass arms. Get out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, remember the jeweler guy? Oh, he's still in this. <laughs> and he still has the hots for uh, Alicia. Yeah. And he sends 10, 12... Okay, we need to cover this. The jeweler guy has an army of homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> and he sends 12 of them to kidnap a blind woman. <laughs> <laughs> he's Look, he's playing it safe. He doesn't want them to screw this up. Yeah, and he's taking him back to his sewer lair, yeah. and he's like, you're going to be my queen. And she's like, I'm tied up, and I don't want to do this. I don't really want like, this. I, <laughs> I, don't hear, I don't hear these things. <laughs> Goodbye. We have way too many scenes with this idiot. Yeah, well, you know, you got to fill 90 minutes somehow, man. Uh, meanwhile, Doom's like, hey, I need that diamond. Right? Yeah, yeah, and... and uh... I'm going to send my henchman to go get that diamond. Yeah, and the jeweler's like, I'm not, the diamond's not for sale. Yeah, I gave it to her. She's she's my queen. And the two guys are like, uh, whatever, dude. She's really not into you. <laughs> you don't want us to go get our boss, do you? I don't care! <laughs> okay, you boy, you called down the thunder, motherfucker, because we're going to go get our boss. <laughs> He's going to come back and kill everybody here. They should have said that, but they didn't. <laughs> no, they why didn't went, they say that? They went, okay. And they report back to Doom, and Doom's like, I'm going to come down there. I'll be there. He's very specific. I'll be there tomorrow night. 
Okay, boss. <laughs> I got to catch a flight out of here tonight. I got some shit yeah, to do. Take care. You know what it's like to try to go through customs wearing all bod- all armor. I have to take all of this off every time I go through the metal detector. It's awful. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Ben's wandering around New York City. Upset. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's an outcast because of the way yeah. he looks. Yeah, uh, prostitutes don't want to talk no. to him. He gets hassled um, by like the dishwasher at a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can you sink lower God. than that? He's like, I just want to sit here, and the dude's like, Get out, rock yeah. thing. Then he wandered into one of the sets for the Fisher King, <laughs> and he's like, Yes. <laughs> and the homeless people there are like, You're a freak. You're you're one of us. We'll be nice to you. Come on, we'll take you down to the jeweler, and they take him down to the sewers, the same place where Alicia is. Oh. Yeah. Their paths are about and, to cross once again. Yeah, I guess so. And they're and the jeweler is being all creepy in his bedroom next to Alicia. And like, boss, we got a new recruit. And he's like, I don't care. And he's like, boss, you got to see this guy. And he's like, okay. And he leaves one of the guards there to protect her. And then they do a Three Stooges gag. And that fails miserably. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> he goes up and he sees Ben. And he's like, you're going to you, you give him anything he wants. He's awesome. <laughs> You're one of us now. And Ben's like, okay. Sure. And then um, Doom is like, ding dong, anybody home? <laughs> <laughs> I want my diamond. <laughs> Give me my diamond. He's, he's like, hello, I want my diamond, please. And they're like, no. And he's like, okay. Um, kill him. And then they just start <laughs> shooting everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then he he grabs Alicia at gunpoint. No, the jeweler does. Yeah, oh, that's right, the jeweler. And he oh, says, and... "If you come any closer, I'm gonna blow her brains out." And Doom's like, "And go ahead. I don't care. Do it. I'll enjoy it." Go ahead, shoot her. <laughs> and that's when Ben shows up after everybody's been shot. Yeah, and he's like, "Let her go. I'm Ben Grimm." <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Alicia says. Despite okay, we've we glossed over a couple of things. Yeah. Number one, we've had a couple of quick cuts back to Alicia's apartment where she's sculpting a bust of Ben Grimm. Yes. Based on the three and a half seconds that they have spent together, where she's being so super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> she's like touching his lips and then touching her lips, and I'm so glad that they cut away when they did because mm. I don't want to know what she's been doing. Yeah. But now Ben Grimm shows up, and she's like, Ben, and I don't know how this comes about, but she says that she loves him. Yeah. Um, And that turns Ben back to a human being. Yeah, that's kind of a shitty superhero weakness. Love. Yeah, love. <laughs> being loved takes his powers away. And he's like, oh, and he gets turned back into Ben Grimm, and he's like, I'm vulnerable, and he runs away. And then Doom, for no reason, goes. We got the diamond, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Alicia for no reason. Uh, I guess as uh, a hostage insurance protection insurance. Sure. There we go. Because supervillains who run countries, they need that <laughs> extra little bit of insurance. And uh, meanwhile, uh, while all this shit was going on, we we missed a couple of things. Number one. Um, Sue tries to go up and talk to Reed, and she goes, I don't get it, because she wants to desperately tell him that she loves him. And she's like, I don't get it, I'm so shy around you. And then Reed, uh, 
Reed goes, "What? Well, wait, you're shy. That means you want to disappear, which means that's how what your power is." And Johnny, you've got a fiery temper, and that that's why you you explode into flames. And Ben, because Ben was in the scene earlier, Ben, you you always um I want to solve things with your brawn instead of your brains, and that's why you've become a a big rock monster. And I stretch myself too thin, and that's why I'm all stretchy. Science! <laughs> and someone says, isn't that a little glib, Reed? No, shut up, that's the reason. <laughs> so Ben, uh, oh, and also while Ben is gone, Sue decides that she's going to make uniforms for everybody. Yeah, and she, she makes a real quick job of it, too. Yeah, and she's like, hey, look, uh, I made uniforms because we're the Fantastic Four, get it? Because my mom said that thing. Isn't that awesome? And they're like, no. Okay. <laughs> and also, Reed figures out that Victor is alive. Yeah, because he... Because of he, notes. Yeah, he wrote down something that he saw on the computer back in Latveria, and then he opens up yeah. his old files, and he's like, oh... In, in the one file cabinet he has in his advanced <laughs> research yes. facility. And he's like, oh, of course, I should have known. <laughs> Victor's alive, and uh, and he's also Doom. And then the thing comes back and he goes, Doom's got Alicia. Who? The blind girl. We're in love now. The the girl that you bumped into in the stairs like a week ago? The one one who got really pissed off at you because you broke one of her statues? That girl? She she loves me. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, by the way, he ran outside and screamed and uh, turned back into the thing. He thinged out. (laughs) <laughs> and he thinged out, which means uh, a bunch of pictures and, uh, again, another spinning transition <laughs> picture. Uh, so they all suit up. And is this where we get the four wipe, where the the, the scene transition yeah, is the big four? out of nowhere. They, we've never had a wipe like this before, <laughs> but all of a sudden there's a four wipe where the four comes at us. And then we they get into a thing that they've never mentioned or talked about. They just kind of have it. Which is supposed to be the Fantastic Car, which is canon, but they just cut to this bad, <laughs> bad special effect of this thing launching away from a building and flying directly to Lanfinria. Because because Reed obviously knows right where to go, you know. Exactly. They just hitchhiked away from there a couple days ago. <laughs> he remembers the way. We forgot something. Oh God! What do we forget? Sue told Reed that she loves oh. him, and Reed said, I love you, too. Oh, that's, how could we forget that? It's one of the huge emotional beats it's of It's the, the only motivation she has. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole reason why she's on the team, remember? He says, I d-, Reed goes, look, this is all my fault. I don't want you guys coming with me, okay? I'm Reed Richards, and I actually acknowledge the fact that this is kind of stuff that I did. And I don't want you guys... You're like my last friends. (laughs) Yeah, and if you guys die, I'm just going to slit my own throat, okay? I care about you too much. We've known each other for decades at this point. Don't come with me. And the other guys... And she's like, but I have to come with you because I love you. And then Johnny's like, I have to come with you because I love my sister. And the thing's like, I hate everybody here, (laughs) all of you, but they've got Alicia, this woman that I've had literally three sentences with, but we're in love, I think. Right? I think it's as close as I've ever gotten. (laughs) I'm not going to blow it just in case this is it. 
So then we have the fantastic car scene, and then they, they fly there, and then all of a sudden they're in Doom's Lair. And by the way, Doom's Lair literally looks like something <laughs> out of He-Man, yeah, the He-Man cartoon. I'm telling you, they're going Skeletor with Doctor Doom in this. No, Skeletor went after Doctor Doom. You watch it. Doctor Doom predates but Skeletor. But this movie Bob version Man. reminds me a lot of, okay. of Skeletor in, Master, in the Masters of the Universe movie. You mean in Snake Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> If this had been Skeletor, it would have been a better movie. It would have been... I like this Doom. You shut up. I like. I actually like him, too. <laughs> I would be better if I could understand half of his we dialogue. Forgot the, we forgot the best part of this movie is when they're all in... They're all in the... Before they leave in the Fantastic Car, where all of a sudden Doom appears on one oh, of the yes. screens in the scientist lab, lab where he's... Like, yeah. It's a close-up of Doom's face, and he acts so much with his hands that his hands are in frame the entire <laughs> yes. time. He's bringing his hands up next to his face. And he has this whole thing in which he's like, you're going to come here, and if you don't, I'm going to use this laser, and I'm going to turn New York into stock footage of an atomic explosion. Yeah. See, because that's what the lasers do, apparently, is they fire, and then they, they, they explode... And it'd be bad, right, you guys? And they're like, uh-oh. He's like, so, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Oh, yeah, and Ben, I got your girlfriend. And I love how he closes this thing out. He goes, good night. <laughs> and, <he> just, <laughs> and the screen turns off. <laughs> so then they get there, and they got to stop the laser. They got to get Alicia back. And that's what happens. The end. No, it's, <laughs> I mean it's it is fairly straightforward, though. You know, they fight. They fight. We have a we have a duplicate scenes from the previous fight too. Yeah. The thing says it's clobbering time. Clobbering time for the third time in yeah, the movie. Does, he said it twice before. This time, doesn't he say like for real this or time something? For real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because you've already for whatever. Because yeah. you already blew that like twice. I was pulling my punches so I wouldn't kill anyone. This time when I hit you, people are going to explode <laughs> in, in organs and blood and meat. I'm making spaghetti sauce this time. <laughs> um, so they get there again. They fight again. They kill all the henchmen. Hmm. Like, well, I guess know. different henchmen. <laughs> All of a sudden, Sue has more than just invisibility powers because she demonstrates that she can put up a force field. Yeah. No one's mentioned that before or since, but she looks like she's been doing it the whole time. She was practicing, right? I guess, during the trip over. Yeah. Doom can see that this... Oh, no, come on. We're missing all the classic villain traits. <laughs> they go into the room where the laser is, and then this force field comes down and traps all the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and it starts to steal their powers... But. Yeah, Doom comes out and he's like, hey, everybody. And Reed's like, hey, Victor. And he's like, I don't go by that. Don't dead name me. <laughs> don't don't you dead name me. I've remade myself. My name is Dr. Doom. And he does a fantastic arm flourish when he does yes. this. He's very pleased with himself. I mean, he he has a right. He's, he's you know, he he's the ruler of an entire nation. He's got a cool yeah. castle. Yeah. Armor. He's, Kick-ass he's armor. He's entitled. Yeah, and he's kind of like, hey, Reed, I know you feel bad about what happened. I'm going to make you feel worse, because, yeah, this is all your fault. Look at what I've become. <laughs> this is on you, dickhead. All this is because of you. And Reed's like, mm. And so then he goes off, and he's not paying attention to the stretchy guy, and Reed 
stretches his foot under the force field and he kicks the thing that's draining all their powers. Because <laughs> that's how force fields work. You can just stick your foot under it. <laughs> yeah. And then they escape and then they beat everybody up and then Doom's like, okay. And he, he um, sets the laser. Yeah, he shoots it. And he's like, laser gonna go boom now. You guys fuck off. <laughs> all you guys, I swear. And then he leaves. And, um, oh, and they free, uh, Alicia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Doom comes out when they get captured. He's like, hey, guys, this is how things are going to happen. I'm going to destroy New York. Then, hey, Ben, you're going to get to watch Alicia die. And then I'm going to kill all of you. And he laughs. <laughs> He's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Won't that be fun? <laughs> Sounds like a good night out, right, guys? Uh, but after everyone's defeated, he sets the laser to go off, and there's a countdown, and he runs away, and Reed's like, I'm not going to be able to stop it. I can't stop it. There it goes. And then the laser fires. And Johnny goes, hey, look what I can do. I can turn into the most awful CGI effect ever, and I'm going to chase the laser beam. Yeah, he saw his Fleischer Brothers Superman cartoons. He knows what to do in this situation. I I guess because not only does this laser beam take a really (laughs) long time to get any place. Yeah. The laser does not travel at the speed of light. No, the laser (laughs) travels at the speed of Transamerica Airlines. He he chases after it. Um, uh, Ben uh, gets finds uh, Felicia and he's like we've never actually been introduced which is a good point script you got those two haven't been and he's like I'm Ben Grimm and she's like I'm Alicia and she touches him and she gets real horny and he gets really really horny <laughs> and that is a very uncomfortable scene because he's like oh, oh yeah oh yeah touch touch my lumpy bumps <laughs> um yeah that's what happens okay, put me and down then, now then Reed chases after Doom, right? Yeah. And, and Doom's up on the roof. And he stretchy punches him. Yeah, he, he stretchy punches him, and he says, that's for trying to kill me. Then he stretchy punches him a second time, and he says, that's for trying to hurt my friends. Yeah. And then he stretchy punches him the last time, and he says, that's uh, that, for shits and giggles. That's for being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And Doom falls off the, off the ledge, and Reed runs up, and Doom is hanging like 30 feet below him and he's like save me reed and reed because he's a fucking superhero tries to save yes, him. yes he does <laughs> even when doom is like you're such a dick for trying to save me <laughs> yes. you are so stupid oh, reed. are you actually trying are you really gonna try to save me lift me up so that i can continue to do this shit to you dumbass <laughs> And Reed's, Reed's trying. He's trying to lift this guy who probably weighs 400 pounds in that nah. But there's a flaw. You know what the flaw is? His glove comes off. Yeah. Mm. His glove isn't attached to the rest of the armor, and he, he slips out of it. He doesn't seem terribly upset about it, though. No, he seems kind of happy with it, actually. Because he's laughing yeah. all the way down. Yeah. He's going out like a real supervillain. And Reed's upset because he's because he's gone. And he leaves the glove there on the railing. And what's the glove doing? The glove is, like, crawling around. Yeah, I'm starting sure. to think that the reason why he acted with his hands was had nothing to do with him. I think the gloves <laughs> are the ones that are like, I want to get in on this action with expressions. 
Oh, but meanwhile, the slowest moving laser beam in the world um, is uh, Johnny's catching up to it. And then he gets in front of it. And then when he thought these effects couldn't get any worse, the, the beam hits him and he tumbles around for a bit. Yep. <laughs> and then he gets in front of it right before it's about to hit the city. Yeah, one a building, I guess. Yeah. And then he shoots it with fire. Yep. Because that's how light works. <laughs> fire and... beats light. Everybody knows that. And he makes the beam explode. And right? then it just stops. <laughs> that's it. It's done. Horror. And then he's like, woohoo! I'm the most, I'm the worst special effect ever! And he's flying around. And all of a sudden he's in space. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that? All of a sudden, he's in space, on fire, in space, way in space. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you can see the entire Earth in the frame behind him. <laughs> Hard cut two. It's the fantastic wedding. Yeah, yeah. So they decided we're going to get married, and they decided to get married uh, in their uniforms. Sure, why not? Well, Sue's not in. Sue's wearing, you know. Her wedding dress. <laughs> but the guys are all in their uniforms. They're like, we're not dressing up for this shit. I guess uh, Ben Grimm killed Alicia Masters because I don't think she's there. Is she? <laughs> I thought she was there. I thought I saw her. I there. don't remember seeing her. <laughs> she's probably still in traction from the first time they tried to have oh, sex. Oh, <laughs> no. But they're, they got married and uh, they get in a limousine and they drive away. And then the worst thing ever happens. <laughs> Are, do you mean the the incredibly convincing special effect where Reed's uh, stretchy arm comes up through the roof? Yeah, and kind of wobbles back and forth like he's waving goodbye. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And that's the end. Yeah, it's just waving around like a water yeah, wiggle, yeah, yeah. and then goodbye. <laughs> the end. Fantastic. Mmm. Thanks, true believers. <laughs> okay, so Steve, mm -hmm. how do you feel about 1994's The Fantastic Four? <laughs> well, you know, okay, it's terrible, right? Mm -hmm. It's really, really terrible. Um, mm -hmm. But because of certain things. Like we mentioned, like you brought up a couple of times during our summary. I mean, the the Doom character is pretty funny a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even though I and I mean to me, what made it even funnier was the fact that you you literally can't understand what he's saying about it. And, and I could understand him pretty. I could understand him pretty good. Uh, there were some stuff that I just didn't yeah. understand at all. But and yeah. I no 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 budget in that million dollars for ADR. You know that's nope. <laughs> that's that's the originally recorded dialogue, people. Mm -hmm. um, but so, and it's goofy and it's it works oh, yeah. as it works for the most part as a movie that you can watch and make fun of. You know, so it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch. You um, will laugh and laugh if you watch this oh, movie, and if you watch it with someone else, if you watch it with a friend or two, and you can just you know riff on it while you're watching. I mean, it's it's a it's yeah. a ball to watch. But I mm -hmm. mean, it it reminds me a lot of. Of a fan film, in a way, yeah, you know, very uh, much because of the limited budget. The budget is very limited, and the story mm -hmm. is clearly tailored to exist within the budgetary limitations. I mean, it's an incredibly modest story, 
You know, um, yeah. I mean, they there's there's a lot of stuff they couldn't do because of the budget. So that's why we have hard cuts. As we we don't actually see any, exactly them get into a ship. There's a ton of stuff that happens <laughs> off camera that that oh yeah that in a movie with a bigger budget. Uh, you would see, you know, not only would you see it on camera, but it would be the subject of like a major scene. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. the, if they did this today, this exact same story, I mean, the, the, the liftoff of their ship would be like a big set piece in the movie. A big you know? epic thing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of CGI. You know, so it, 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 uh, it is what it is to a large extent because of that. And the, even the tone of it mm-hmm. feels fan filmy. You know, the tone of it feels, it feels like, you know, a lot of in a way, people yeah. who just really love the Fantastic Four and wanted to pay tribute to it, and they're just doing the best they could. You know, it, yeah. f- it feels like that a lot. And there are parts of it that, even though it's really, really clumsily done, and it doesn't succeed other than just as as camp, um, yeah. that, that kind of get things right, you know, like that... They get things real, not just right, but really right. Well, like the scene that we... Um, when Reed is uh, when Reed is get has that light bulb moment when he's like, our powers come from our insecurities, right? Yeah. That's like a classic Marvel Comics thing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. done very, very ham-fistedly in this movie where there's like there's oh, yeah. just a scene where Reed is like, hey, here's what happens. Our weaknesses have become our strengths. But that's like that's mm-hmm. classic Marvel Comics. That was like every Marvel character that Stan Lee created in the '60s. You know, like they're yeah. Hey, all of our insecurities are our strengths. Yeah. So it gets that it gets that right, mm-hmm. and and in a a better movie <laughs> that retained that that core insight into the characters, you know that could have really worked. That could have been part of a really successful Fantastic Four yeah. movie. Uh, it just it just never has a chance to get there. There are a couple of littler things that they get right. Like I get, I believe that him and Victor are friends. They we, they don't spend a shit amount of time together, but the two of them talking as they walk through the quad, yeah. They seem like friends. They seem like people that like people who kind of respect each other. They have differences of opinion when it comes to science stuff, but they seem genuinely friendly to one another. Yeah, you know. And that <laughs> when I watched this movie, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting to see um, character development in a movie that was literally made to just keep the rights. Mm-hmm. This movie had no excuse for being good in any way, shape, or form. They could have, they literally could have just filmed four guys in costume playing cards for for two hours. Yep. Or whatever. They did not have to expend any effort into this movie. Unless they thought, well, we have to make it look like a real movie or, you know, they could contest it or something. I don't know. But, um, so I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. I love this movie. (laughs) I know it's awful. I know it's awful. And I know it's cheap. And I know that, that it's, there are really hammy acting in some parts of it. And, and the limitations of budget and time. And I don't care why they made the movie, but I will say this. When I was sitting here watching it on my computer, I almost had a smile on my face from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Because its heart was in the right place. Absolutely, that's the that's the thing that I think it is hilariously funny, and you can riff on this until the until the cows come home. But I was smiling because it was kind of nice to see, and I don't know if this was the intent, 
that there were people who were literally told, just make it, just make it. I Here, you don't have any money, just go. And these are people doing the best they can with whatever they had. The acting is bad mm-hmm. in some places, definitely. But I like this Reed Richards a lot better than any of the other Reed Richards that I've seen portrayed in the other <laughs> films. <laughs> as well as all the other characters. Sue doesn't have a whole lot to do. Sue's character is like, I'm in love. That's yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. That's all she is. Everything I do is because I want that guy's dick. But the thing is, is that, yeah, it does kind of feel like a fan film. It does kind of feel like uh, a special movie just for kids on Saturday afternoon. Hey, kids, watch a Fantastic Four movie. You know, Stan Lee would come out and go, hello, true believers. (laughs) (laughs) But this movie captures something that I think is getting lost in a lot of these newer, these newer um, films. And that is, there is kind of a corniness. Mm -hmm. To it, and there is kind of a I I, I have a new favorite villain. <laughs> <laughs> the Doom in this. Okay, granted, he looks exactly like Doom. He even has Doom's gun. Yeah, but I love the portrayal of this Doom as this weirdly overwrought. He gestures with everything. He's constantly. <laughs> Moving his hands about and these flourishes and touching, <laughs> touching his lips and his eye and his head and and all this other stuff, and but <laughs> he was villainous. He, he served a purpose. He was villainous with intent. There was no point in which you you necessarily felt bad for him. Now, I don't like his henchmen. His henchmen were needlessly comedic yeah. to the point of them being Disney henchmen. And I didn't need the jeweler, and I didn't need his army of homeless people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was there. That's one of those situations where I think that's there because of the budget. Like, they needed to do something for an hour and a half. They couldn't couldn't afford to spend all of that time with Doom, you know? I know, exactly. But there's... I don't know. There's something about this film that I admire simply because they didn't have any money, and they still managed to entertain me despite the fact that they didn't have any money. So that when it got to the point where Johnny literally turns into the worst CGI character (laughs) ever created, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) It's just even... That's even better. By the time you get to the point where he's like, I'm going to take off and fly, and he turns into that thing, I'm like, yes, go get it. (laughs) You're goddamn right. I don't care if the laser's moving slower than anything (laughs) on the face of the planet. You go get him, giant (laughs) dorm. And I think this is the other thing, is that I never... It was kind of nice to watch a movie that I did not have to take seriously Mm -hmm. at all. Because they weren't taking it seriously. Not to the point where they weren't trying to... I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if they were trying to entertain. I don't know what their uh, ultimate objective was with the film. Other than we need to to keep the rights. But this is a movie that if I wanted to sit down with friends and just have a good fucking time watching a movie and know that we're going to have a good time watching the movie, it would be this movie. Because it's funny, there's room to make tons of jokes, and it's not offensive. Yeah, It's just yeah. not, you can't say, well, they're not being true to the comics, because boy, they they're are. They're being as true as they possibly <laughs> can, yeah. They're being overly true. I mean, you compare this with Josh Trank's idea of what the Fantastic Four should be, which is 
body horror? <laughs> it's kind of like, really? Body horror for the Fantastic Four? Take a look at this movie, because that's what these characters are. And I'm not saying you shouldn't... You shouldn't... Uh, um, be free to experiment with the characters, but taking it into that dark of a level is not appropriate when you're taking these specific characters. You know what I mean? These characters are kind of like this is what they are. Ben Grimm makes jokes, but he's really depressed (laughs) a lot of the time. You know, Johnny Storm is always going to be the goofball practical joker no one takes seriously. And what was also funny is, is that you could see elements of this movie in a movie that I think they were less successful at translating into the Fantastic Four, which was the 2005. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Because I would watch this this Fantastic Four before I watched the 2005 one. And, <clears throat> you know, I don't care if I'm destroying my reputation as a critic. I don't have one. <laughs> I like what I like, and if I sit down and I watch a movie, I don't care what the what the directors wanted, or the producers wanted, or whatever. If I'm if I leave feeling entertained, mm-hmm. that's all. It, that's all that really matters. I, I don't care that Doom's cape is so thin that light <laughs> shines through it. <laughs> I admire that. I admire being able to tell a story with no budget. I fucking have a YouTube channel that's dedicated to that. <laughs> Well, and honestly, if the worst thing you can say about a movie is that it was cheap, and I think that's probably the worst thing you can say about this movie because the the the, yeah. the low budget is sort of the cause of all of the major problems in the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, and if the worst thing you can say about it is that it was cheap, then that to me isn't mm-hmm. that harsh of a criticism. I mean, it's it's a fun movie to watch. It gets yeah. things as right as it can probably. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like you, like you said a, a minute ago, I mean, in terms of its tone and its take on the characters, it probably gets that more right than any yeah. of the subsequent fantastic four films have. I mean, it, it, it doesn't work uh, as a movie altogether because it's so limited and because it's its budget is so low and some so much of it is just just yeah. plays as goofy but i mean in terms of its take on the characters and its its vision for the fantastic four uh it mm-hmm. gets them a lot closer to what i would consider an acceptable version of those characters on the big screen than any of the films mm-hmm. have done since and that's saying I, something i think that yeah i think this script would be a great the ideas in this script would be a great jumping-off point to write a really good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And I know I'm not alone in that. There are a lot of other people who watch this movie and they're like, this is the only Fantastic Four movie that I like. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, yes. recommend or not recommend <laughs> for the Fantastic Four? I would recommend it. I, 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 had, uh-huh. I had a great time watching it. Some, some of... You know what? This is the most fun that I have had watching a movie in a really yeah. long time. Namely, because I had never seen this movie before. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I hadn't watched it all the way through before this. Yeah, except for the only other time was Heaven's Gate. <laughs> and this is a lot more fun to watch than Heaven's Gate. Oh, my God. Because I think in a parallel dimension somewhere, we're still watching Heaven's Gate. <laughs> 
don't say and that. And this was a 90 blessed minutes. And uh, Yep, it sure was. Oh, there they go. They're, they're calling to let me know. Thank you. It's the, it's the producer saying thank you for giving us a great review. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, what am I I'm not complaining? This guy kept the rights and he made a, a shit zillion yeah, dollars. His scheme, his, off cra- of the, his crazy scheme his paid scheme off. His scheme is working out. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Christ, <laughs> some of my favorite movies are terrible movies. Oh, I, yeah, mine I too. admit that I, there are movies that are just awful that I could watch at the drop of a hat. It, it, I could be thinking about anything else in the world and someone come, could come up to me and say, hey, do you feel like watching Roadhouse? I mean, some of my favorite movies are terrible movies and, and mm-hmm. I admit that they're terrible movies and it doesn't matter what I'm doing, what I've been doing all day. If one of my friends comes up to me and says, hey, do you want to go watch Roadhouse? Like, I am just, I am there. there. That must have been a really hard day. I mean, <laughs> really anything Patrick Swayze related. I'm like, you want to watch a, You want to watch any random Patrick Swayze movie? Yeah, sure. Is it Next of Kin, the one where Liam Neeson plays a redneck? Yeah, that's great. Let's watch that one. I mean, these are terrible movies, but they're so much fun to watch. And I think Fantastic Four is in that that class you can admit if you want to put your snobby film critic hat on you can admit that it's a bad movie that it's you know it fails in this way and this way and this way it's it's you know but as just something to watch and have a good time it's Mm -hmm. it's a blast it's it's not boring it's fun nope it it's not ashamed of its characters which is something that movies with you know um a hundred times this budget don't understand it's not embarrassed to be a comic book movie it likes its source material it embraces it to the point of corniness as you pointed out but i mean (laughs) yeah i would recommend this movie very much me too and now steve and i i think are going to recommend the same movie oh really (laughs) I'm going to kind of insist that we do, because we're going to recommend a comic book movie, right, Steve? Um, yeah, well... I, That's what we're... We're not going to... We're not going to recommend, like, uh, some obscure Werner Herzog movie where where a, a superhero commits suicide or something, right? <laughs> no. No, I wasn't going to recommend a movie where anybody commits suicide. We're going to recommend a big-budget movie that came out last yeah. week. Both of us. Oh, Okay. To prevent us from having to do a special episode where we review that oh, movie. Oh, I like this. This is this this is this this is very cunning. You really don't want to hear an hour where we gush, no. do you? Because we both really like this movie. That yeah, we both did, and so I think I'm going to let Steve have the honors and do the recommendation, and I'll just I'll bully. I'll be like bully, bully. <laughs> yes. Good show, good show. Well, yeah, okay, after that introduction, obviously, we'll be recommending uh, the new Captain America movie, Captain America Civil War. The, Wait, what? What? That's not what you were going for? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I thought maybe that was where you were hinting. Uh, yeah, this is the, I guess you would call it for, at this point, the culmination of all of the Marvel movies up to this point. I, they've, wow. it's, they've made like a dozen movies in this Marvel cinematic except, franchise. Except for Guardians. Yeah, that's the only one that gets left out, really, because it's. I guess mm-hmm. it's not an earthly thing. Um, they haven't linked them They yet. couldn't have Star-Lord just pop in and be like, hey! <laughs> if fighting? How about, uh, yeah, we'll do it too. Now, if, that, if, if Star-Lord had interrupted this fight with a dance-off, that maybe is the only way the movie could have been any better. Um, 
but yeah, this is the this is it's a very very loosely adapted from the comic book storyline of the same name. Oh, are you um, kidding? It's barely adapted yeah, from the comic I mean, book. I, of the same I when name. I when I when I did my review of it on my YouTube channel and mentioned it to some friends, there were some people who hadn't seen it yet who were like, "I hated the Civil War story in the comics." It's really really loosely adapted from that. It's not like oh, yeah. the comic book story at all, but it's the same basic premise of the hero sort of being divided against each other and having to fight. And um, it's just it's I don't know. It's such a great movie. It's hey, really. I mean, there's not a whole lot we can talk about without giving away stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go and have fun, if you like superheroes even just a little bit, if you like watching superheroes punch each other, if you've been invested in these characters because they've been around now for a good long time, um, you're really going to enjoy this film, and I did immensely. Mm-hmm. And I intend this is one of the few movies where I intend to go see it again. <laughs> In the theater, I very seldom ever go. I'm going to go back and see that again, no matter how much I love the movie. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It, well, uh, it's it's a cliche, but it's one of those movies that like it feels like it really does have something for everybody. Because if you're one of those comic book fans that just wants to see action and you just you know you want to see them punch things, it's got that in spades. Uh-huh. There's so much action in this movie. You get to see all the heroes fight each other, and if that's all you care about, you got that right. Yeah. But it also has these beautiful character moments, and mm-hmm. it deals with these really heavy, serious themes about superheroes and the consequences yeah. of being a hero, and it's taken seriously, and the whole movie mm-hmm. is driven by that kind of thing. It's just, it's mm-hmm. a really, really well-done movie. And, and I'll also say this, the marketing has very been very much about you choosing a side, whether you're Team Captain America or Team Iron Man. But the movie itself... If you're watching it, you'll flip-flop back and forth mm-hmm. several times, and it never tells you which side you're supposed to be no. on. No, which is a great move. There, the, a, a friend of mine described it as, it, uh, you wish that both of them could win. You know, you <laughs> by the end of the movie, you don't want either side to lose. Because, yeah, because yeah. Both, both of them have a point. Mm-hmm. Even if you, as an audience member, end up identifying more with cap or with iron man they've both mm-hmm. been given enough time and enough motivation in the movie that neither one of them is taking an unreasonable position so yeah, that part exactly. of it works really well so yeah script wise action wise um the way they treat their characters the way they let these little there are lots of uh littler characters that come in that they give enough screen time to so that you can get it invested in them or just excited that they're that they're appearing together you know um it's all handled perfectly. There are no cameos that don't matter yeah. Yeah. in this movie. <laughs> we are not bringing up the other movie, okay? No. There's too many people have mentioned the other movie. This movie does not deserve exactly. to be lumped in with that other Exactly. One. This movie is so good in its own right <laughs> that it, it, deser- it deserves more than to just say, well, it was better than that other one. No, th- exactly. it's a really, really good movie. One of the best yeah. of all the Marvel movies so far, I think. Our recommendation, Captain America Civil War, go see it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. We're done. Yeah. Two superhero movies down. How about that? We recommended everything. This is a weird show, Steve. (laughs) I'm so happy. (laughs) This is a really weird show where we had a good time watching a movie and then we we both recommended the same thing. And (laughs) I didn't have to laugh or be internally crushed by your recommendation at the end. (laughs) So is this our last episode? (laughs) No. <laughs> I'm going to do something right now <clears throat> that I think we should probably start doing 
for the audience. And that is letting them know what our next review is going to be. So that that way, you guys, if you haven't seen the movie or you haven't seen the movie in a long time and you and you want to watch it again so that when you listen to our review, you'll be like, hey, this is funny because I get the jokes. Or, you guys are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> or, I agree with everything you guys say. That way, you guys will have time to watch the movie. It's not a homework assignment. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. And, yeah. But <clears throat> I'm going to just let everybody know that the next movie we're going to review is going to be another first for this podcast. Steve and I are going to hold hands yeah. and skip our way yeah. into a genre that neither one of us really like a whole lot, I don't think. <laughs> Romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And that movie, the classic film that we're going to review next, is a little movie called Pretty Woman. Walking down the street? Yeah. yeah. The kind that's, I'd like to meet? I don't know about uh, that. Maybe not. <laughs> But that's going to be the next movie. So if you guys want to watch Pretty Woman before we review it, you guys have two weeks to do it. Um, And that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives, and that's for trying to kill me. (laughs) But I didn't try to kill you, Steve. I suggest we watch a really good... Ow, (laughs) stop hitting me with your That's for trying to kill my friends. I'm sorry what I said about her. We're a Herzog. We'll just do a Herzog cast. I swear to God. Ow! And that's for being a jerk about the Herzog recommendations. <laughs> you keep punching me. I'm putting on that armor and the green cape. We're going to go yeah, at well, it. Yeah, I'm going to grab your glove and then let you fall. <laughs> and be a little bummed about it. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to I'm gonna fall seemingly to my doom to set up a potential sequel that no one has any intention of making <laughs> because we're only making this movie so that we can keep the rights. That's for being a tease. <laughs> How can you punch me while I'm falling down the cliff? <laughs> my arm just stretches that far. Oh, just good apologetics. Stretchy arm. <laughs> hey, I, I love Superman Returns. I am a, I'm a whiz at superhero apologetics, okay? Well, let's not ever mention Superman Returns on this podcast again. Okay. <laughs> you, you agreed to that really fast. <laughs> Four weeks from now, Superman Returns. <laughs> Me and Steve. The, there will be blood. <laughs> Let this be our final battle. <laughs> Look, it's either going to be that or, or Masters of the Universe. Well, that, see, I could go either way with that. Okay. I, own, I, I, I have them both on DVD, so... Oh my god. <laughs> On the same DVD? <laughs> Did you buy it at the grocery store? Yes. <laughs> hey, look, Superman Returns the Master of the Universe. I want DVD. My lucky day. Wow, 99 cents. <laughs> what a deal. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. This show is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to contribute as little as $1 a month to help fund this podcast, please visit our website at www.lemmelistenpodcast.com and click on the Patreon logo. If you can't, or just don't want to, no biggie. Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Let Me Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmelistenpodcasts.com. 
You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.